previously on Knucklebones. While exploring the old manor discovered on the island, Babatha killed a mutated monstrosity, cut its jaw from its face, and fed it to the book of her patron, the wretched Tooth Fairy. The dental deity claimed that the jaw Babatha had just fed her showed her a vision of the sanctuary, with a creepy interaction between a child and an adult. Weird. After that fucked up interaction, the crew continued to explore the fancy old house where they encountered more of these fucked up monstrosities in the manor. One of which sprouted ethereal wings and attacked when Liza changed into a man they saw in a painting elsewhere in the building. Lastly, in the library, they found a number of strange little statues that were similar in detail to the animals out among the small town on the island, but were in the shape of the little fucked up dudes and dudettes that the butts had previously murdered. Even weirder. Bone Boys, Scalades, Osteo-NBs, Trans-Tali, Chitin Kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between. Welcome back to Knucklebones. All the extra f bombs there, Max. That you're gonna welcome us back to Buckle Bones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back to Buckle Bones. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome speaking back to of, Knuckle Fuckers. Speaking of Knuckle Bones and butts, I got a question for you. Have you guys been following up on this chess cheating scandal? This really oh seems like God. something that's right up Max's <sighs> alley here. You're following right this, up, right? It's right back up my alley. ass. It's really it's right, right up, up my ass. It's Nick. right up your anally. So, okay. My <laughs> understanding of this is that someone floated that you could do this, uh-huh. potentially. And there's Fully no possible. evidence whatsoever, but it's become a huge thing, even though no one has found anything at all. That sounds it's just right. The funniest. Except, except that the plot thickens daily in so far as this guy, I think it was this guy that's been accused of cheating has been caught cheating online multiple times. So like he is a cheater. So you're saying the plot thickens like the taper of a butt plug as it <laughs> enters your anus? And, and on IFL Science, they have oh, documented God. how you could do this with diagrams. Sure, of course you could do it. So yeah, I'm just- I mean, now Nick, was it a diagram of the chessboard or just a diagram of this guy's butt? <laughs> It was actually a diagram of the vibrating anal beads that could make this possible. It seems like that's not the part. <laughs> that's not the part that I think anyone is confused by. Uh huh. Yeah, no. Everyone's no. like, "Yeah, you can put stuff in your butt. We all know about that." Right. I think what everyone, everyone knows about like, like, You could put Richard Gear in your butt. You could put we, Richard Gear in your butt. We all know the tale of Lemmy Winks. Okay. <laughs> but oh god, I want to know what are the communiques looking like. Like, it, are they using yeah. like chess grid? Like, how do you go like rook four, queen nine, whatever? It's, it's got to be, my, yeah, it's Morse code. It's got to be Morse code. Right, it's, it's going to be, be, right, have it's going to be Have you guys ever written in Morse code? No. I have actually no, no. taken a test for my ham radio license. Yeah. It it ham takes radio. so fucking long. False. 75 words per, per minute. Like, it doesn't take a long time at all. And you no, only have to it, do, you only have to do two letters. You just have to do B4. You might have to use QB4. But yeah. you know, or PQ. Each one of those is going to be a four buzz yeah, letter. Sure. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's going to be fucking getting so, off every okay, hold on, though. 25 <laughs> to 30 seconds? Are you this kidding is, me? This is what, what I'm saying. He's a hero. He's been edging he, for hours. His stamina entire, is wild. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? You did an absolute minimum of 16 discrete vibrations per move. Right? Because you need at least, at the very least, you would need, like, a grid. So you'd have to be able to go, like, B2... G5, uh -huh. right? So yeah, at yeah. least 16 discrete. I don't think... Here's where I don't think you could do it very fast. On, on like a on like a tap wire, you could go quickly, right? Yeah, I what guess the limitation you, is the responsiveness of the anal beads themselves. Is, yeah, and yeah, your yeah. butthole, right? <laughs> like, it's... You're, these aren't sounds. We're not vibrating an eardrum where you can go beep, 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 fast, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about, talking about running a vibration up through your booty. Like... I don't think you can feel it that discreetly. I, yeah, I uh, think you could, if, especially Matt? like if you practiced. You can. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, Max, is that like I think, I think speed becomes hard, right? So like well, the reason so do I. Well, if it's not um, if it's not speed chest though, and I, it might be I don't know, but if it's not speed chest, then like you literally have minutes between your moves where yeah. it's oh, no. feasible. It I becomes know he feasible. Has the, it, I think it just be, it would also become progressively more obvious if this guy's ass vibrates for like 25 <laughs> seconds each time. I mean, if it's on the lowest <laughs> setting, it's almost imperceptible to anyone who would even like have their hand on the on the chair. Like they would literally right. have to have like their finger literally on the rim of his asshole in order to <laughs> I just, like. I just mean, don't you? Right. I, like maybe they this guy the... has incredible control, but I don't know, man. It seems Men like can it do would Kegels. be so hard. I mean, they, women wear those panties with the vibrating bullets in them, and yeah. like they wear them out in public and don't, you know. Yeah. What I'll say shit. is this: this wouldn't be such a, a, a conspiracy, right? Like it wouldn't be such a thing if it wasn't feasible. You know what I mean? Like if you saw this and everybody was just like, "Yeah, that's not possible." Quit accusing him of nonsense. But no, the, he accused him of this, and people were like, "Oh, that could happen." Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, that's my question is how did this all start? Who, how did you even in your head, where did this thought even manifest from? Where did it start? Well, this, it's this feels figure. like a smelt the delta situation. Like if you're the first guy who points the finger and goes like, I bet you are doing this really specifically. This feels like video game culture, e-culture type stuff where they're just like, yeah, well, you've got vibrating butt beads in. You know what I mean? And then somebody was like, oh, <laughs> I well, I, I, you know, we can, we can talk about this till, uh, the, the, the ass comes home, but we, uh, really should be moving on to the, <laughs> to the, the other mystery that is in what this What the fuck is house. up on this third floor? Honestly, See, guys. That's a segue. Like we came into this, uh, we came into this house. That was worse than any of my segues have just, ever been. That's not even remotely true. So we come into this big ass house. We find these fucking monsters. The monsters yeah. are telling us to leave. Then we go in. You pretend to be daddy monster. And they're like, whoa, no, imposter. We don't like that at all. We kill them. To what end, my dudes? Yeah, good question. What are we doing in here? Are we just hoping to find something? Or are we just like trying to clear this place? Like I was like, are we clearing it so we can stay here or? Daddy Monster is acting sus. Daddy Monster is pretty sus. 
Daddy Monster. I saw well. Daddy Monster in the cafeteria and listen. Yeah. Well, look, now you guys are standing in we this doorway to the Manor House library, right? You guys are seeing these stacked shelves on the floor where there's there are these numerous realistic statues of these various monstrosities. They are now all in 69 position. <laughs> Except for the one that is the voyeur on top of the <laughs> on top there's, of the <laughs> there's light from the rising sun outside that's coming in through these tattered old drapes of the library, right? Where you can see this dust that's floating through the air. And there's the clitter clatter of a rat scurrying across one of the bookshelves. Eliza is terrified with all of these sexual positions. What do you guys do now? What's up with this house? I don't know, man. I tried to reason with these monsters and tell them all we wanted was information and that we would mm -hmm. let them live. And they were like, no, 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 roll for initiative. And I was like, okay, if you insist. And then you killed now me. we have no more information. We have some more monsters. I would like to collect these jaws before we go. Mm -hmm. At least one of them. I mean, I think too, in the broader context, right? Like we need to know what's going on with this island in general. Oh yeah. What's go, how, why is this the weird convergence point, right? With this other echo dimension and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah. I don't know. I think I think G is a little bit more open to like uh, rampantly killing monsters. And like, obviously we, we need to collect information here, but like this is also theoretically, you know, sovereign territory of Astroville, right? That like, oh yeah. Is, is like possessed and inhabited and being, you know what I mean? It's like, this seems like regular night shit. Go clear out the scary monsters, you know? Yeah, gee, historically speaking, this uh, this area is, you know, the this was the first lighthouse of Astrovale. Um, maybe it's something right. that, you, that you, you were familiar with. Is like, there used to be this brilliant, brilliant lighthouse of Astrovale, and it just, like, dropped off the face of the planet. Like, it just disappeared from history at one point. You know, it's one of those yeah. things that they used to, like, Atlantis, there was records of it, and then it just, like, is gone. Yeah, so I think that's. Huh. Yeah, obviously. I we, mean, we have our local problem, but I think there's a long game historical problem yeah. in terms of like, what the fuck is this? You know. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, truthfully, like obviously, I think the idea is that like people are going to stay on board the airship, but like feasibly, if we clear out this house, like it could be quarters for people, like if we needed yeah. to, you know, do Home that. Base. I I feel like because we're like Babitha really wants to get to the bottom of this anti-magic field right like she wants yeah. to know what it's keeping in or what it's keeping out and she wants to like figure out what like what is what's keeping it going you know like a magic force that strong indicates like a, a, a very powerful user either they set it and forget it right or they're still <laughs> here and i you know i just that's what babitha is really focused on right now and liza uh mainly just kind of thrown off by the dagger situation as well as where that falls into or how that like comes into play with the fact that we are now seeing a lot of echoes ghosts monsters. yeah like go because uh, i have have the have the ghost-like figures in the 
House Ben echoes specifically, or are they more? No, no, no. Notably, they are not. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that we have been experiencing the echoes, and then Liza has this near-death experience with an echo, and now we are starting to see echoes alongside like specters. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the intersection of all this stuff in kind of a central space, and then Liza is also getting this power, is also yeah. a little, um, it seems like a, a, a convergence of some kind, and it's messing with them a little bit in general. Yeah. Yeah, I also, to Mikey's point, like, this house seems to have other magic shit going on with these, like, other ghosts, like you're saying. We also yeah. have the weird statue situation. It's like, yeah, we saw some of those out in the city, but now that we see them inside this building, like, ooh, okay, is this the source of that happening or is this a collection of that? Like, you know, what's the order of operations here and how does yeah, that tie into the other magical bullshit? Like, were these little things like the experiments, like the first initial yeah. stages or whatever? Mm. Um, or, or what, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess we're going to press onward here. Nick, yeah. we, we kind of cleared this um, this room with the piano and stuff in it, right? Last yeah, time. that that is where you guys were uh, originally attacked by the, or ambushed, I should say, by the three, uh, these three monstrosity, the one of which turned into this, like, sprouted the incorporeal wings and attacked with a, mm -hmm. an aura type thing. Um, yeah, so you guys did clear that out, and then up to the north is where you guys currently are standing, like, looking into this <laughs> this room with the statues in it. Um, and in keeping on with your exploration, the stairs, those those black marble stairs, go up and up the floor. Zerk! Zerk! Let's get going. Uh, I will... Oh, uh, Babs, you wanted to grab these jaws? Yeah. I uh, feel like you... if I, I can, I... I should, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you want to use uh, the big old ceremonial sword again? Just yeah. lop that shit off? Yeah. Um, and then do we want to feed those to the Tooth Fairy now or, or wait? Uh, wait? Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, Liza will just start stealthing up the stairs because it's... Um, do, we, do we get the sense that these are... These were the last of the those little fucked up beings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Liza's gonna still cautiously lead the charge up the stairs and be the one in front. Yeah, Gio, follow up. Then Babs, then um, Blip. Okay. By the way, this sword—it's a long sword, correct? Yes. G, do you have? Oh no, you are rapier. You have no real use for a for a two-handed uh, strength weapon, right? Um, yeah, I gotta um, I gotta stick finesse. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, so you guys climb up this this marble staircase, um, and you see that this is like the top of the staircase. It doesn't go up any higher from this point, and on like the landing directly in front of you as you get to the top you see another one of these suits of like generic looking armor that stands in right in the middle of the space um, there's like oil lamps that are mounted on the wall they're old and busted off they probably could still work but they aren't laid right now Babitha knocks on the visor with her mage hand 
roll them bones. Fuck, I knew one of these was going to get us. <laughs> Wait, oh, just man, I mean, everyone? Uh, you guys are all going to have to roll for sure. For Fuck, sure, for sure, for sure. dude. Uh, <laughs> you fucker. I, I wasn't expecting you to walk right into it, but what am I supposed to do about it? You know what I mean? Uh, okay, I knew one of get, these fuckers uh, was going to be alive. Yeah, yeah, I mean... So what did you do? You, you poked the beast. I thought for sure there would be a trigger for all four of those to come alive. Yeah. Um, hey, Liza, what did you get on initiative? 23. Wow, Galtier, what did you get? 11. Um, Babitha, what did you get? 8. Nice, 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 nice. Okay. Liza, you are up first, and you can react to this suit of this this suit of armor as soon as Babitha knocks on the visor. Shing! It draws this long sword. Um, Liza is going to fuck. Hell um, yeah, that's a whole action. <laughs> Liza's gonna fuck. Um, Liza's just gonna throw a dagger. Shing! Throw. It. That is a 16. That is a miss. Okay, and then I'm going to throw, with my offhand, I'm going to throw a secondary dagger as a bonus action. (laughs) That's a dirty 20. Ooh, you got him. Nice, good throw, good throw. Nice, nice. And uh, I'm going to do sneak attack on this. Okay. Um, that is 12 damage. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, sorry. Um, 14 damage. 14 damage. Gaultier, you're up. Uh, okay. I will uh, run up the rest of the stairs and get up there and attack this guy. Okay. 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 Shove lies out of the way. Shank, 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 shank. Hey. These are not, these are not great. Uh, that's... I'm Lysen here. That's a 10 <laughs> and a 14. Ooh, two misses from Galtier. Dang, son. Is that the end of your turn? Um, yeah, can I... Um, Bath is not actually up at the top of the stairs, right? You said you knocked on it with Mage Hand? Yes. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I okay, used so my okay. Mage Hand for sure. That's why I... Because I'm in the back of the line here. Uh, I'd like to, and this doesn't matter so much on the map, but I'd like to be positioned in such a way as to try to put myself between this thing and the rest of the group so they can do rangy things and I can hold the line. Sure. Okay, I'll allow it. It is now the uh, suit of armor's turn, and as he's drawing his sword, Galtier comes up, attacks, and obviously becomes the target here. So... You're gonna take a shot from this guy. Hey, shit. Let's see. Bam! <laughs> Six to hit. <laughs> I think we might call that one a miss. Uh, um, a he miss. is strikes down, and as you're dodging out of the way, he recovers and takes another swipe at you for a twelve to hit. This guy sucks. <laughs> I'm really bad at this game, aren't I? <laughs> hey, so far, we haven't done anything. Q, 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 Q. Yeah, I think he's going to 
maintain his position right here and not do anything wild. He's a dumb suit of armor after all. It is Babitha's turn. Hot. So Babitha doesn't want to use her spell slots on this guy in case there's a big bad. So she's gonna Eldritch Blast him, and so is Blip. So we're gonna do. I like to do roll those guys together because I think it's more fun. Okay, first one. Oh, they both rolled 13s. A spell attack plus 9 for Babitha. Okay, so that's a 22 for Babitha's first one. That's a hit! Blips nice is a 17 to hit. That's a miss. Okay, I'm gonna roll their other two attacks before I do the damage. They each let off one more. Blip gets a net 20. And Babitha, who rolls another 13, gets a 22 again. Uh, both hit. Both hit, both cool. Hit. So I get two normal attacks and a, and then a crit card. Ten plus five. So I do fifteen points of damage, and then what is my crit? Kaplunk, you knock this whole visor off. It blasts away, and you can just see like the metal on the backside now. There's nothing inside of this thing. Double damage this round and half damage each round for the next for the next four rounds. Fuck yeah. So every round that, that Eldritch Blast will just like zap him off again. Nice, 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 nice. So that's another six points of damage. So that's 21 damage total. And then I'm gonna do half that for, so I'll do three points of damage each round for the next, how many rounds? Yeah, I'll just have you roll for the next four rounds. Oh, okay. Four Is that your turn? Um, Hubbub is gonna also swat at him. Okay. That's a nat fucking 20. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Hubbub. Uh, he should probably just do double damage because he's a broom. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's a broom. Cool. That's eight points of damage. That's max <laughs> okay. damage. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You got it. And now his entire head has, like, the whole helmet has been blasted away. Now it's just a moving suit of animated armor. Fuck you! And, and we'll move along to Liza again. Can Liza kind of move around? Uh... Oh, no, that would be in the threatened space. Yeah, okay, uh, Liza's just going to take two throwing attacks with these Degers. Okay, yeah. okay. The Dargel. Dargel. That is a 19 and 18. Oh, those both hit. Wow. That is very nice. Uh, I am going to... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to do sneak attack. Uh, so, give me just a sec. Three... That's eight on the first one, and then... Oh, uh, ten on the first one. And then six on the second, so 16 damage total. Yeah, our suit of animated armor takes these hits, and then these 
daggers and plant themselves like in the chest piece and sort of like burst out of existence. And on this burst, the chest piece itself falls off onto the ground, clatters on the ground. And then the rest of the suit of armor falls to the ground and stops moving. Liza just uh, all of a sudden has like a cane, like just like a telescoping cane and twirls it and is just like, I did good, didn't I? And uh, <laughs> just turns into a gambit. And uh, Fuck yeah. now, Liza is now gambit. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, okay, out, we're out of initiative again. You guys handled that pretty easily. It never occurred to me until you said that how much Liza and Gambit already kind of have in common. Ooh, we are horny as fuck. Uh, mon chéri. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, Nick, what, what's the door situation up here? Yeah, so you guys have a big old... Ooh, did I not reveal that? I am so sorry. I'm a bad mapper. Um, up to the north side, you can see a nice set of double doors, a beautiful French door, and busted and cracked out grimy old glass on it. And then to the south side, you see a normal, average, everyday bedroom-looking door. Two of them, actually, in this southwest corner. Um, Do we want to work our way up to the double doors or start at the double doors? Let's just go for it. Cool. Let's do it. Double Let's double, double do it. Let's do it. Uh, do you guys want me to take the lead here again? In yes. front? Or, G, do you, you've been kind of like pushing yourself in front of me anyway. I think you've been opening doors because you can dodge. You yeah, can get that's out true. of Where, Yeah, that's you, can true. Do, you can do trappy things. But yeah. Other, other than that, I'll, I'll try to hop in front of shit if I can. Okay, yeah. These double doors have these dusty panes of cracked stained glass set into them that have these uh, designs shaped like uh, shooting stars on them. Who's opening the door and how are you doing it? Um, Liza is going to, if possible, check to see if it's a door that can be like unlatched without having to like push it. So like unlatching it and then seeing if it's possible to just kind of like unlatch it, take a beat, and like have it maybe just like naturally swing open or like slowly open just kind of on its own. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you can, there's a knob on it. So you grab the knob and, uh, and you crank it open and just barely push it enough to, to set it loose and it opens. Okay, I'm cranking the knob. inward. Hell yeah, 100%. And it cranks open. Liza, from where you're standing, how to begin this description here? I would have been smart if I wrote it down. You see, almost directly in front of the door as it's opening is this four-poster bed that you know, it's it's trashed like everything else in this space, but it's covered in like straw and leaves and hay, almost like the You need to gross... uncover it on the map. I'm I will. Oh. Um that is covered in straw and leaves and things, just like the sty was that you ran into downstairs. 
And there's various other sort of areas that are covered in this straw, making bed pallets. This is definitely a sty, just like you saw for sure. But standing in this room, there's probably eight of these monstrosity creatures, and they Fuck. they are staring towards the door, and they they have their hackles up and their claws out, and they're baring their teeth, all staring at you. But as you open the door and look around, you also see on this old, gross rug is the figure of a ghost that, as you're looking in, you see she's staring towards the fireplace, maybe looking out the boarded-up windows as the lights are coming in. And It's like those other ones where, as she's moving, her green robe is, like, drifting behind her like she's floating in water, and her shoulder-length hair, her brilliant red shoulder-length hair floats in the air and she turns towards you and you can see that she's got this like withered face her skin is like rotting away but she's still here just barely and she just looks at you as you open the door can Liza immediately slowly close the bo- the door behind them <laughs> and take out some rope and tie the two doors together. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Oh my god. Sure, the door closes, Liza ties it. (laughs) Liza just turns around and does a bunch of hand motions. Uh, And then all of a sudden, as Liza is doing these hand motions, Gaultier... Blep and Liza or and Babatha all hear Liza's voice in their head uh, like they did previously and this time it feels it it doesn't feel as uh, like sudden as the last time it does feel invasive but it's almost <laughs> like they are reading Liza's thoughts not that Liza's like projecting their thoughts to them. Gotcha. And, and Liza's just like, fucked up sh- the, the monster. Monster, tiny, scary, big, uh, uh, the, the creepy, it's go it in with ghost on floor. And as like Liza's trying to, <laughs> like this is the, the, those are the thoughts that Liza is trying to convey with the hand motions and they think they're conveying it really well with the hand motions. Uh, and <laughs> the, But everyone can just hear what Liza is thinking. Um, and I do want to say that this is like, this ability is from uh, my psionic powers called Psychic Whispers. Um, so I can mm. choose up to four creatures I can see and roll one uh, psionic energy die for a number of hours equal to the number rolled the chosen creatures can speak telepathically with me, and I can speak telepathically with them as long as we are within one mile. Um, Dang. Um, Liza, you just hear in in your mind, Galt here going, I didn't know Liza was a ventriloquist. That's a, a useful skill that they could have actually used instead of all that other performing that they do. Liza just looks at G and just goes, he's truly lost it. We need to put him out the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Uh, well, now hold uh, on, wait a minute. Oh, what? You guys hear? You guys hear the doors? The French doors start to rattle. And then Eliza just looks at them like wild-eyed, and is just like, "Do you guys understand all my hand motions?" Darling, we understand far more than that. You're uh, you're projecting your thoughts again. Babitha's thinking all of this to you. Um, we should I... um, probably address the monsters that are trying to kill us, and then we can talk about these changes you're going through. Okay? I project a lot. Yes, darling, we know. We do oh, know. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, four hours of us being able to speak telepathically. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, no. Holy shit. Here for it. Open the door. Mother wishes to speak with you. I'd be delighted to speak with Mother as long as you assure me you're not going to attack us when we open the door. Smashing on the door. They're not responding to me. They're they do not ignore. respond to you. Dicks. Since there is now a commotion on at these doors, are there any uh, subsequent commotions behind the other doors? Negative. Okay. Open um, the door! These doors won't hold long, and you know it. Yeah. Okay. Can Liza turn in to use the uh, studded, the glamoured studded leather armor? Uh-huh to turn into the suit of armor that was at the top of the stairs. <laughs> Stupid, I'll allow it. Uh, roll for it, roll for it. Yeah, just give me a d20 deception. I hate sixes and nines. Um, that, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, I, <laughs> deception? Yeah. That's a, that's a 21. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, you can do it. You okay. could successfully use that and your transformational abilities. Yeah. Uh, and Liza's just going to stand uh, with the sword of that, like the ceremonial sword, and hold it like nice. Hands down, like double handed with the blade down on the ground, just directly in front of the door in a very like imposing. Statuesque. Stance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Just waiting for the door to open, and then uh, the other everyone else just hears. Feel free to do whatever you want to do. This is my move. <laughs> yeah. More pounding on the door. Babitha uses me hand to untie the door. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> okay. The door. Yeah. As it's they're smashing on it, and you untie it, and the door just swings open. I guess I said it swings in, so they rip it open, and standing like. Now there's more light that's getting cast into the room, and you see this single figure right in front of the door, and it's like, it's got this cowl on, this hooded, gross robe, and so you can't actually see its face, but you can like see its mouth and its and its gnarly teeth. And as the door opens, it's it's not looking at you, but it just walks back into the shadows. So that's not the same ghost that he saw with the dress and the hair and everything. No, no, no. This was the this was one of these monstrosities that was pounding at the door. Oh, but it's also wearing a cloak. Yeah, yeah. The ghost is wearing more of like like robes, like um, a garments. robe as in a robe as in garments. Yeah, and this thing is yeah. wearing a robe like a burlap sack covering its its yeah. head and its back. 
that sort of situation. Um, and now, yeah, this ghost is still just standing in the middle of the room and her hair is flowing flowing behind her as she's sort of like pacing back and forth in, in place. Sir Knight, you are not, I admit, what I expected to come. Uh, does Liza think that the ghost is speaking to them? Absolutely. Please enter. You are safe for now. Liza, with all the confidence in the world, just picks up the sword, like hefts it onto their shoulder, just like saunters in, does a little like mini bow. All these years I have waited for aid to come from Virulai. Tell me, Knight, what has taken so long? The skin on her jaw is like worn through and like as she speaks, you can see into her, you know, into her mouth. And you said Virulai? Yes. Nick, do we do we know? Does that does that mean anything to us? In the history context? Yeah, yeah. Uh Corvin, uh the king's assistant, Cormit Corvin, uh mentioned Virulai to you guys. Um I think it was before you left on this particular journey. Uh, can Liza just do like a history check just to see if there's any sort of it, what what would Liza remember about this in terms of just like even personal information or personal reference as far as Virali goes mm-hmm. yeah Virali was Corvin referenced it as Umbros is Virali fallen I believe is how he put it mm. oh, Got okay, it. It, was so... na- it was the name of the other kingdom thing that we taught us about okay yeah. that's why it's yeah, familiar yep, exactly um okay uh liza is just going to use the voice of the martin just because that's the only thing that uh liza really has a concrete grasp of as of umbros and just is like the virili had other matters to attend to. Yes, it would seem so, but I can't imagine that it would have taken so long. It feels as though we were, in our efforts to aid, forgotten about. I can't begin to express my displeasure for such. Surely aid could have come sooner than this, for now, in my present form, I feel the passing of every single day. Would you like to file a formal complaint? <clears throat> With whom, might I ask, would I file such a complaint? We have a grievance department that I can uh, forward you on to, or perhaps if you wish to speak to a supervisor, that can be arranged as well. And you, Sir Knight, who might you be? Well, you might say I'm a bit of a supervisor in this instance. Ah. Galtier, what is your older brother's name? Manfred. Uh, Uder. Yeah, Man- Manfred is the one you're probably trying to pull. Okay. Uh, Liza just says, My name is Manfred Dejamo. A pleasure, Manfred, Sir Dejamo. Thank you. Uh, my family has worked hard for this status, and I appreciate the the respect of said status. 
Sounds like the Martin looks like Kate McKinnon, has a big sword. Liza's the best. And I, dear knight, am the Baroness, the Baroness Langford. Tell me, have you come to release us from this curse? Oh, guys, I really just want to go, yes, and then just swing the Killer. fuck out of this bitch. Yeah. Uh, but... I feel like there's n more information that is needed. I think... Uh, Hell, killer. Killer. Nah, I, Do uh, a killer. <clears throat> Fucking killer. Can Li we're, Liza... We're all in this little room, right? Yeah, if you guys want to move yeah, in. Yeah, she's just she, she, she can see us all. There's these there's these monstrosities that are just... They're just standing, like, in the shadows. Anywhere there is a shadow in this room, there's, like, these two eyes glaring at you guys. I think of them as like ominous henchmen that like as mm -hmm. soon as she gives the word, they'll just attack. Um, yeah. So as she's talking to you, she like tucks her, her hair drifts in front of her face and as she brushes it back, you see these like brilliant blue earrings on her ears that are even in her ghostly form like reflecting this, this sunlight. Uh, can Liza just turn to G and... Uh, like motion to like, it is your turn to step up and do this thing. Yeah, Galtay will take a step forward and um, say, well, well, I'm much obliged, uh, my lady. But, uh, unfortunately, as you know, you've been here for quite some time and, and we are a bit out of touch. You said you were a baroness? Uh, over which barony? Perhaps, perhaps we have some familiarity. I am the Baroness of Lumen Sanctum. For as long as I remain even in this form, this island is mine. Um, interesting. Of course, your change of uh, plane doesn't change your status, as we all know. Uh, w would you mind telling us how exactly you found yourself in this situation? Not everyone uh, sticks around this way, if you know what I mean. I must admit that it is not for lack of trying that I have sought the answers myself, but you see, the Father Calloway, hmm. he resides yet at the top of the sanctum, near the sanctuary itself, and he does not allow, he does not permit me or my children to attend or to seek answers themselves. I see, is that why there's this strong field keeping things out of the tower? Oh dear child, that is a separate issue entirely. You see, while I am the Baroness and I own the island itself, my old dear husband, he owns the Sanctum. He is in charge of the Sanctum and he... He controls those... He controlled those who followed him, and they followed him devoutly. His power should not be underestimated. That, I assure you. No, no. You see, it was when he released my children, my truest children, upon those that would save us from his wrath, from his monstrous ways, that was when the island turned into something else, when the island became cursed and we were not permitted to leave these hundreds of years, these 
She looks off into the distance. Is your husband still with us as well? Is he there in the tower with this uh, Father Calloway? He waits not in the tower, Sir Knight, no. He protects the very entrance of the sanctuary itself, for his devout still roam the halls. As I've said, he does not permit us entrance to the sanctuary. Interesting. And how is he preventing you from entering? Through his very devout teachings and studies and worship, I should say, of, of the abyss and that of the light, he harnesses a power of magics greater than I can withstand myself and those of my of my newer children themselves, well, he strikes them down faster than I can send them. As I've said, his power should not be understated. When you say your true children, those are different than uh, your wonderful uh, gaggle of kids we have right here. Why, yes, of course. In my life, I did birth triplets. These are my true children. They reside in the sanctum, for the father took them from me. It is here in my afterlife, in this new form that I found myself in, far longer than I ever existed. These are the children that I care for now, for they need the loving touch of a mother, do they not? Do you not see the misery, the pain, torture on each of their faces. Now, so, my understanding here, you were, you and your husband, Baron and Baroness of this here island, and this uh, Father Calloway from the the Lumen Sanctum, or, or is he, he's a, uh, a, re- a religious member of the Luminous sect here that threw some sort of coup and took over the tower? First and foremost, I am Baroness, he is not Baron. He is Father Calloway. But yes. Wait. Is her husband Father Calloway? Is that one person? Yes, but she's saying, motherfucker, he is not Baron. For some reason, I thought you had said earlier discreetly that they were different people. That's okay. I got that wrong. Mm. I might have been unclear about it. Yes, uh, Father Calloway uh, is, was her husband. Got it. Your children, what did they look like? My children are angels, love. (sighs) This is the mother of the Merton. I just know it. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Each of them, angels, in their own way. Ilara, Idril, Vistra beautifully, beautifully divine, brought, no, sent from the light itself, sent perhaps in part Father Calloway's devout teachings, but nonetheless, my children, nonetheless, angels of the light. if you know the answer to this, and I'm sorry if it's a sensitive topic, but what's become of your children? Were they here when 
everything turned, as it were? When my husband fought to protect the sanctum, you see, when I asked for the aid, I sought the aid of Armac, the one warlord, the warlord who fought his way through Verlai. I, I am not proud of the decisions that I've made, but you see, my husband, his, his, he was creating a cult here. Do you understand? He was creating a cult. He was becoming unstoppable. And so I did ask for help to stop him because even in life, his power was greater than mine. And when that aid did come, it was my husband. My husband fought back against it. And my husband, my children were Powerful. Do you understand? My children were far more powerful than my husband ever could have been. A great sorcerer came to aid us, and my husband unleashed my children on this sorcerer. Yeah. And the sorcerer cursed them, and then thus cursed all magic users. I've not seen my children since that day, since the day that they fought against this sorcerer. I know, I feel it in my heart, truly, that they still reside in the sanctum. It's not as though I've not tried to seek them out. It's not as though I have not every ounce of effort that I can muster, every every waking moment I think of them. I try to get to them, but I simply cannot get into the sanctum. Perhaps now that you've come, you can find my children for me. So, here's the thing. I find your story very compelling. Um, definitely interested in the rescuing of children. Sounds like they may be adult children, might be ghosts, so, you know, a little bit complicated. Here's um, where I'm getting hung up. Um... <laughs> If you, a very powerful, less than corporeal creature, uh, uh, entity, sorry, I should be uh, a little more uh, pragmatic in the language that I'm choosing, um, but you see, you have this kind of ephemeral thing going on that um, seems like you would be less apt to be, you know, like killed or harmed or mutilated in any way shape or form and you have such uh you have thus been uh, uh unable to interfere with the machinations of your husband and this sorcerer what makes you think that us could simply just walk in there and uh not be taken down by your children. She starts to kind of like, she's clearly Dear. like getting hung up in the thought process. Blet puts a, a hand on his shoulder. Dear, I possess little to no power. The power that I do have is, well, it comes strictly from my children here. It is what they can do and it is very little. It is very little in relation to what my husband can do. Do you understand? What she's saying is that all she can do is what she can convince these little monstrosities to do. Ah, uh, Jim. 
Now, uh, you mentioned in your narrative, again, very compelling, um, your children served their father in, uh, in, in uh, fighting against this sorcerer. It seems to me that they may uh, not wish to be rescued. Is that a consideration we would need to make? Are they going to cause us harm? How do we let them know, hey, we're on mummy's side and <laughs> she's great, apparently? I truly believe in my heart that my children were taken against their will, that their father took them to the sanctuary against their will, that should they have the ability to come home, they would come home. What sort of child would like to be raised in a church? To be raised in a, forgive me for saying it, in a cult? For what my husband has done is nothing short of creating a cult on this island. No. Whether or not they would like to come home, whether or not they would like to be with my husband, it is my duty, it is my responsibility to ensure that they come home safely. We also have a duty ourselves, and it will compel us to attempt to enter this tower, this sanctuary, uh, even if we did not know your story. Don't tell her that we can negotiate any kind of reward if we tell her we're doing... You are absolutely an amateur when it comes to such things, Galtier, and will never well, cease to... Well, there was more to that sentence. Go on, go on. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> What I, what I care about quite a bit more than a material ward, Babatha, is any insights we might have about your husband or your ch children's capabilities, things within the tower, things that might help us make it pass. Uh, those defenses and, and figure out what's going on here. Keep our skins alive long enough to collect a reward in the future, perhaps. Help us help you is really what he's saying. Liza's just standing there, still imposing, fully, very fully convinced that if they give up on the bit now, they will get attacked. For all these years, I wish I could say what he's done within the sanctuary, within the lighthouse itself. However, I've not been there for far too long. But if there is one thing I know of my husband, a weakness? Do not, for all your lives depend on it. For the abyss itself has granted him some form of powers. Do not gaze into the eyes of my husband any longer. Do not. Nick, you said the 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 painting down below that I turned into mm -hmm. of the man that didn't look like the Martin, right? Correct. That was an older okay. man with sort of like almost shoulder length hair and a long braided beard has like multiple little braids. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. The sort of like a heftier guy that we saw in the book vision was not Calloway. That was a like underling of his, right? Uh, oh yeah, Master Phineas. Yeah, yeah, he did reference Callaway. Um, 
That's actually a, a, a great reference to sort of look back on really quick. Uh, How you're not the church, Father Callaway's the church. Right. Who are you to decide, boy? You are not the church. Father Callaway is the church. You might be blessed, but the gods speak to him, not to you. That sounds like some holy fucking children, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It sure does. Do we know, um, do we know the, um, if... If, if one of those names was a little boy from this three names she just gave us I don't think we say... heard them say a name in the vision we just saw the Martin and I think the Mar- and I think Cormac said Adros told us the name Adrostos but we haven't yeah. heard any of those other names Ilara, Idril, and Vistra is what she said and those are and she referenced three daughters correct I'm glad you remembered that because I was about to just tell you that. <laughs> I don't remember if I said that. Yeah, and also in the painting, it was three, right. three young girls. Oh, right. Well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Which is why I, I originally thought the three abominations that we saw, I thought those the were daughters. Yeah. the daughters. But then it turned out to be like four abominations. And so I think I think they're just like this lady's able to like capture birds and basically like take the essence of what she remembers of her daughters and basically transmute it into these fucked up bird things. Let me, um, I'll give you some free intel here, uh, just for clarification's sake more than anything. So these monstrosities aren't necessarily uh, birds. They don't, they don't look like birds or animals. They necessarily, uh, they looked like sort of messed up, hideous, deformed, inbred sort of humanoid creatures. And the uh, one of you said it uh, when you got attacked last time. It might have been Max. Um, you suggested the possibility of an a- of Azimars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'll just yeah. tell you, like you're you're pretty on point with that. Okay. Just to so, separate like, this idea thought... from like birds, that sort of thing. These are definitely yeah. like a celestial yeah. thing. Because like we saw ethereal wings. Yeah, we saw ethereal wings. The 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 eyes exploded mm-hmm. and all that shit. Like, it's ma- it's mostly how do you create something like this uh, without some sort of like physical material mm-hmm. or fucking womb mm-hmm. uh, to actually create these things that are clearly not in another plane like the mom is. Uh, they are fully corporeal living mm-hmm. beings. They are just fucked up. Like, yeah. like, how are they manifesting? How is she manifesting them? The reason I just said birds was like, it, just grabbing a living thing okay. and using and using the material from that thing to create something yeah, more like fucked up. You flesh know, flesh golem situation or something. Perhaps, if I may suggest, you inquire with my husband. So y'all are still fucking? Absolutely not. Oh. Did you hear so you're Did single? you hear my whole story? Well, for these last 1000 years roughly, yes. Oh, okay. Why are you interested? No, I was asking for a friend. It's unfortunate. Okay, so this is a this is a, a <laughs> out of character moment cuz I'm trying to square all these things. Um Yeah, definitely. Yeah, go ahead. In a hamster wheel. Yeah. Urlai is a kingdom or land or something 
that we think is the place that Umbros used to be. Something catastrophic is happening there. Probably the bug stuff that has led to their current, what we believe is echo invasion of our plane, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Which means that Virali is probably a planar location as well, because it, it is Umbros, at least if we believe that at this point. <laughs> this lady was expecting aid from Virali, and since the warlord Armac that she uh, recruited to try to like stop her husband's growing power also was a warlord in Virali. <laughs> yes. So she's a ghost mm -hmm. on our plane, uh, with quotes around it because we don't know what's going on in this bubble in the maelstrom. Sure. But we know we know we're not in the Echoverse, right? Yeah. <laughs> which would be we know we're not in Umbros, which we know theoretically is late stage Virali. So we yep. probably are on our own plane or some other undetermined thing. Can um, Babitha look at her through the the spectral spyglass, oh, umbral spyglass? And yeah. see what, if that changes anything. Sorry to cut you off, man. Honestly, I I thought like for the longest time, clearly it took like 15 times of explaining it to me because I'm a dumbass. I thought we were in Umbros, and then you guys, you know, held my hand, explained that I'm not, and then my brain went to oh, like pocket dimension, like this is fully yeah. the the maelstrom is a we are in like the maelstrom is a very large banishment spell that has been concentrated on for the last thousand, however many years, whatever. Mm. Um, like that was my vibe. Because if we weren't in Umbros, then it would just be, be I'm metagaming here. That would just be another whole world that Nick would have to be creating. <laughs> and, and that seems unlikely. That's, and no, it's not that that's unlikely. It's just like that would mean that we are even less far along than what we think. Right. And that just doesn't feel accurate. Yeah, it just like I feel like we're we're actually making decent progress mm -hmm. and and things are starting to kind of click into place so that this must be like almost a MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, no. in ter like that this is not nearly it, it'll be important, but not the important so, thing, gotcha. you right. know? And so in this case, the Maelstrom is a side effect of this, like, civil war situation where Callaway's trying to seize yeah. power and, and all that. The yeah. fact that a shard fell through is a, you know, non-trivial coincidence. Um, mm -hmm. But also, yeah. these people... The, whatever's going on with the Luminous, right? We know there's an element of that in Astrophale because those two dudes, mm -hmm. we, or three dudes we fought, right? Yeah. And there must be some correlate at some cosmology level between yeah. the planar stuff, the Azimar stuff, the Echo stuff, right? <laughs> there's some there's some Venn diagram overlap here that we just haven't found that linchpin yet, but ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, excited. But there's something here. So, okay. so then. I mean, the big question is. No, go oh, ahead. Sorry. sorry. I, I, if you got questions, I definitely no, want to, you know, let's address them and and clear up whatever's unclear. Do you think it was going to be a serious question? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just having a serious conversation, so I feel like there's a distinct possibility. It was me asking the question, so. No. <laughs> Nick, is there okay. anything in our out of character discussion here that 
Uh, like obviously you don't have to reveal stuff you don't want to reveal, but are we saying anything that is just like we've misunderstood or we have it wrong or we basically have it fleshed no. out? Right? No, I feel like I feel like you guys are pretty well pretty well on the mark uh, with your sort of headcanons here. Like because if you weren't, that's a that's the fault lies squarely on me for not explaining things correctly. And I feel like um, I feel like you guys are kind of getting what I'm what I'm throwing down here. Like, you're you're probably right on track in saying that the the story of this island may not necessarily be the story of of Madrigal right now. Like all the things going on, but yeah, there's there like the potential for some sort of correlation here definitely exists. I was flipping through my notes. We we spotted. Or did we ever spot the landing location of the shard? No, we haven't seen it yet. We just know that it came through we, here and we haven't been able to yeah, find it. Because we start, <laughs> yeah. I started to do that recon on my broom and that's when we hit the anti-magic field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm glad we're getting a lot of info in this house now because I like it only just occurred to me of like, shit. <laughs> We haven't yeah. actually been doing the thing that we need to do, <laughs> and we might yeah. die before we get to that part. <laughs> yeah, Baroness, uh, this might be a little bit of a shot in the dark, but the event that actually brings us here to your beautiful isle uh, is one of a celestial nature. Uh, a, a meteor fell from the sky. Am I saying that right, Meteor? You got it uh, right. Fell, got it in one. Fell, fell from the sky recently. It's, uh, we believe, potentially uh, uh, precious to us. And uh, we were trying to track it down. Have you have you seen anything like that? Babitha, you're looking at her through this through the spyglass now. Like, you've clicked it open, and now you're, like, looking around this space. Galtier, you're talking to her, and as you say this, she smiles and like the right side of her cheek is kind of gone and uh, <laughs> yeah, you can like see her teeth through her face. She smiles Ooh, at Aaron you. Eckhart in The Dark Knight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Babitha, you're looking around with the umbral spyglass now and this room in the umbral spyglass looks brand new. Mm. It looks immaculate and beautiful. And Galtier, you're seeing her as she smiles, she turns towards the window where these tattered drapes and bro broken boards, she floats her way over broken, cracked out floorboards, and she looks out the window. And she looks back at you, smiles and gestures. I did not see it myself. My children did see it. And she points out the window towards the lighthouse. And now, my friends, I believe that your mission... Roll initiative. <laughs> now, my friends, I believe that the quest that brought you here in the first place will take you towards my true children, for they also reside in the lighthouse. If we, if we meet your true children, is there something that we could say or show them to, to prove that we have had this conversation with you, that you are still around and that you miss them? Some sort of token of your sentiment and of our allegiance. Perhaps a jawbone. It seems reasonable, but uh, also... I mean, it, I, it's, I can see it, so that's why I was thinking about it. 
You know, don't mind them. They're a little bit spooky sometimes. It's totally normal. Lady Demetra Langford, the Baroness of Lumen Sanctum, she reaches up and she pulls the earrings out of her ear. The left and then the right. The whole ear comes off. The whole ear pops off. She looks at both of them for a second. They sort of dangle in her hand. And she throws them towards you, Galtier. Your hand reaches out as they're flying towards you. These, like, spectral earrings fly towards you. And you catch them. Ooh. Well, now that is... That is quite the trick. We will continue our journey next time on Knuckle Bone. I was like... Hey, Gambit, sandwich me! And I throw it, and things just don't work out. It's, it's hard.